plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Talent Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I'm your host, Cynthia Bryan, and as we do every Wednesday, we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. If I sound a tiny bit hoarse uh, to you today, it's because I have been talking nonstop. I was the speaker at a big garden um, convention, conference, get-together today. It was so fun. It was my first in-person speaking since this pandemic. I've done lots of speaking over Zoom and had those kind of jobs, but this one was in person. So it was really, really fun to actually meet fellow gardeners and um, talk, 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 talk. So we have a really uh, interesting show for you today. Coming up in segment two, we're going to be talking to a Russian-born author. Her name is Hope Silver. I can't pronounce her her uh, actual Russian name. She has a novel called Born Against All Odds. And then her newest book is called Curious Thinkers. And she's going to offer her views as well on what's happening in Russia and what other people, um, her country people, are thinking about it. Uh, In segment three, you know, this is a show where we want you to be happy. I want you to live a happy life. And so we're going to take inventory of experiences and find out what matters most and give you some tools on what can bring you more joy. You can make a list. You can check it twice. You can live a life of purpose for years of rich rewards. And right now we will be talking about the gathering places of the home, which are usually the kitchen. And then the bath is our sanctuary. So what is newest in kitchens and baths and how can we have both activities work for you in the way you intended. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are. And you can visit the website at bethestarur.org. Christopher Morley said, in every man's heart, there is a secret nerve that answers to the vibrations of beauty. And now that it's spring, I think that we find that spring is uh, is all around us and the beauty is immense. I am just totally in awe when I go outside right now. The smells are fabulous. The birds are singing. The frogs are croaking. Everything is just, I don't know, it's quite spectacular, although it is getting hot. And that is a little bit scary because... Here in California, as in most of the West, we are in a drought. So talking about opportunities that await for people in 
usually one of the favorite parts of the house, our favorite gathering place, which is the kitchen. It's long been the command center of any home. And as more homeowners are seeking to update and upgrade, there are actually more options out there than ever, ever before and a lot of high-tech appliances and a lot of finishes that are kind of like jewelry. Now, of course, these we're talking high-end and so those obviously cost quite a bit of money. But according to the National Kitchen and Bath Association, high-end kitchens are the fastest-growing kitchen renovation category and it grew by 22% over last year's projects. I know the contractor that I work with um, who is just wonderful. He is booked out two years in advance. Can't get him or his crew at all. And it took me, I just wanted to uh, do a, a bedroom and an office that had had a, off, a roof leak. It took over a year, you know, just to get him. So it's amazing how busy contractors and work people are right now. So the kitchen during the pandemic really was pressed into service as an ad hoc office, also as a classroom, and probably was used more than ever before because people were sheltering in place and then cooking up a storm. I mean, how many people were baking bread or learning to cook? And, you know, I thought that was rather interesting. So um, when few people are spending time in their kitchen, they're saying to themselves, how can I have a better layout? Uh, what would make my everyday kitchen task easier? And so renovating a kitchen can make the heart of the home even more functional and appealing than ever before. Now, the problem I find with appliances these days versus appliances of years gone by is their lifespans don't last very long. And so that probably is speeding up the frequency of renovations. And most interior designers are finding that people want to renovate every 15 years. And that is, you know, it's an expensive proposition because doing a kitchen, it is not inexpensive. And if you've ever checked appliances lately, um, they can be incredibly costly if you can even get them because of the backup right now. But, um, in the decades past, you know, in my parents' uh, years, and even years ago when I was first married, um, it was like things just lasted forever. My mom's, I think, washing machine lasted over 50 years <laughs> with some minor tune-ups. That's it. But now there's these newer, more technologically advanced appliances. And so many people who really are techie, they want the latest and the greatest products. And, you know, they want that fridge that's going to count how many eggs are left. That's not for me. I, I kind of still like, um, I, I like it a little more simpler. I'm not, I don't want to have to be pressing every single button. But there is that importance that's placed on the kitchen as the ga gathering space. And people are home more than they've been. So, People want to personalize their space and they're getting a little tired of a kitchen looking really sterile or old fashioned. So they also don't want to close the door when the kitchen is messy. And so they want it to be a true extension of the home. And, you know, and speaking of when the kitchen is messy, one of the, the high grade things that are being done now, and of course, you'd have to have the space and the extra dollars to do it. It's a trend. It's called the dirty kitchen. 
So for those who have, these are a secondary kitchen, kind of like the, the butler kitchens of, of years gone by. And that's where people actually uh, prepare the food and cook it. And, and then the entertaining is actually in the other kitchen. That's where you serve the food and you hang out in the main kitchen. So if a home doesn't have the space for a dirty kitchen, some owners are going and just installing second islands so that one can be used for cooking and the others can serve as a gathering place for families and a guest. Because it's true, you know, when I know that when I'm cooking in my kitchen, People don't want to be sitting, you know, even though it's an open space. Everybody just wants to hang around the counter and kind of watch you cook and talk and have a glass of wine and that kind of thing. That open concept um, for a room is really, it has really caught on. And it, I think it's here to stay. And especially now with kids uh, doing their homework, you know, you need that command center. And so that way you have a command center for storing, charging devices. Um, and now that cleaning and disinfecting is more top of mind than it might've even been in the past. It's important that we shift to, um, to to countertops, et cetera, that are edging out porous kinds of things so that they're easy to clean and and um, look nice all the time. So that's really important. Now, a layout that works is it, it is the most probably important thing that you could do. So, there are either two extremes that seem to be going on in the design community. One is either no wall cabinets at all or wall cabinets all the way up to the ceiling. And people who have bigger houses, they might have um, 10, 12 foot ceilings or even longer. So in terms of counters, uh, tops, backsplashes and walls and layout uh, design trends, they're really gravitating towards that clean, uh, that very clean looking, and as I said, easy to clean, either tiles or cladding up the walls or, you know, a whole slab of granite going up, which is easy to clean and easy to disinfect. And a lot of people are moving their dishes and things down where they're easier to grasp as opposed to having to reach for them. Um, as for tiles, that, that white subway tile, I'm not a fan of it, but it really has been popular and it seems to be staying. So if you like to have that uh, very neutral white or off-white cabinets, I think they're always going to be a popular choice, especially for conservative type clients or in less urban areas. Um, you know, some play people like a lot of color. I tend to be one of those people. I am more into color. But I I think what's happening in kitchens is people are probably getting tired of every kitchen looking exactly like somebody else's kitchen. So you want to, you know, you want to like change it up a bit. Now, ventilation is another area of the kitchen that is evolving. Ventilation hoods have always been the norm, but today's kitchen are seeing increase a request to cover the hoods with like marble or other materials and let the hood recede into the rest of the design. I personally like downdrafts because then you don't have to have that hood at all. And so that is another option that, uh, that people can, um, can embrace. 
Uh, people are investing in more powerful burners, and if you have more powerful burners, again, you really need good ventilation. And then going into the bathroom. The bathroom is kind of our inner sanctum, right? It is the place that we we. It used to be you just you know did your business or you took a bath or you took a shower. But these days, and especially again in the last couple of years, the bathroom has seen that evolution from just being a necessary place to becoming the place that we want it to be our sanctuary, something that we can scrub away the threatening germs of the outside world, and perhaps where we escape the rest of the family for a minute of respite. Uh, when my kids were young, I never got to escape. It seemed like the minute you went into the toilet, everybody wanted to have a, or took a bath, everybody wanted to have a conference. So <laughs> I think a lot of families are like that. But you know what the pandemic did is it accelerated a lot of trends. And one of those trends was the bathroom as sanctuary and as a refuge. And now, since most people are not going back you know, are not working five or six days a week or work, you know, maybe they have more of a hybrid lifestyle and that's going to continue for a while. People just want their homes to be a little bit more comfortable and may indulge in wellness um, just a bit more. That spa-like experience is something that people have been craving and everyday hygiene aspect is top of mind for everyone too and interesting bidets have increased in sales and maybe it's because homeowners are subliminally scared of um <laughs> of another toilet paper shortage i don't know but i do remember i do remember that in the first days of the pandemic, when the toilet paper was scarce, that friends would actually, as a gift, give other friends a wrapped <laughs> roll of toilet paper. And it was like so appreciated, right? Mm -hmm. So um, what people are looking for in products is they, again, they want to keep their spaces cleaner, more hygienic, more, um, more encouraging and indulgent for them. The biggest tile and surface trend in bathrooms is the use of hard surfaces from floor to ceiling throughout the bathroom rather than painted walls. And I am a big proponent of that. Um, I really love like stone cladding. I like um, I like marble. I love granite. Um, I, uh, you can have there's so many things, like quartz, etc. But it's really great if you can put it from top to bottom. It really is easy to clean that way. And, you know, it, uh, it's the, about the idea that bathrooms should be tiled like every surface is going to be exposed to water because there's always so much damage if you have um, a shower overflow or a bath overflow or a sink or a toilet or whatever. And then, you know, your whole bathroom has to be remodeled. So, even though it used to be typically the smallest room in the house, these days people are knocking out closets and trying to make it one of the most important places in the house where people can use, have put natural stone slabs and um, in multiple parts of the design, not just the countertops, but again, on the walls. And there are so many 
colors that you can use. The river rock trend on shower floors is continuing to be as strong as as it was a few years ago. I think it's really pretty, it, if you, especially if you live in the country or the mountains or near a river. It's really, um, it's really nice, it, like on a lakeside, if you have a lakeside home, I wish I did. Um, but, you know, it feels very organic, and that's what seems the people are looking for. And when it comes to sinks, tubs, and fixtures, there is this shared aesthetic and classic design with, again, cleaner lines, elegant, compelling proportions, and the incorporation of interesting details and elements of craftsmanship. Brass and matte black and even um, so-called living finishes that will develop a, a patina like copper over the years. They're among the materials that are really gaining momentum. Sustainability is playing a part in all this too. Um, you know, chrome finishes can be complicated and they can actually be detrimental to the environment. Whereas finishes like um, an unlacquered brass, they're environmentally responsible. So we can point out that that seems to be a new trend is re retrofitting fittings, faucets, shower trims, and um, maybe making things a little more reminiscent of a family farmhouse. But again, the desire in bathrooms is to create a sanctuary, a place fit for rest, relaxation, and it's only increased um, in these last couple years during the pandemic. The, the notion has become that people are frustrated and they need to have a tub. <laughs> and that used to be something that was like, just give me a shower. I want a quick in and out. But now people want to make it more spa-like. So whatever it is that you feel that you need to do, just make sure that you uh, check your budget and check the materials that are out there because there really has never been more options than there are now. And finally, one last thing, accessibility features are a growing consideration in bathroom design because uh, bathrooms can last a very long time if they're designed correctly. And so people are planning ahead with the thought of aging in place. If you don't want to end up in a senior center or living with, you know, your kids or nieces or nephews or friends. So the more cognizant you can be about accessible design, it's like a zero threshold shower, something like that. Um, that is going to, um, that is really going to help. P uh, people are putting in grab bars now so that they don't have to add them in 20 or 30 years. Well, when we come back from break, we will be talking with author Hope Silver and about uh, her two books and also about what's happening with uh, Ukraine and Russia. Her books are Born Against All Odds and Curious Thinkers. And I'm Cynthia Bryan. We'll be back in a bit. And this should be a really fascinating conversation. So stay with me. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. 
Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, we are back in the power party. Hello, hello. It's Cynthia Bryan. Thanks for staying with me on Star Style. Be the star you are. Well, we are going to Siberia. (laughs) Our next guest, Hope Silver, and I cannot pronounce her Russian name, was actually born in Siberia on December 24th, and she says it was only 42 degrees Celsius below outside. I cannot even believe this. She's the author of several books, and we're going to be talking all about uh, Born Against All Odds and Curious Thinkers. And right now, I want to welcome Hope Silver to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Hello, oh, Hope. Hello, hello. Hi, Cynthia. Thanks, thanks for having me on your you show. Are, it, it's, it's a pleasure, but I've been trying to figure out how to say your name? Nazda, uh, you've got to tell me, please. My Russian name is Nadezhda Serebrnikova. Uh, Nadezhda <laughs> means hope, and uh, half of my last name means silver. That's why I just translated my real name into English, because it's too long for America. Uh, yeah. Well, too, I mean, it's so cre- It's amazing how many how many um, letters it takes to say hope silver. In 21 Russia. in total, right? <laughs> yes, it's a lot. Well, we're going to be talking about your two books, but before we get to the books, I just want to go to the elephant into the room because as we know um, that Russia has declared a war on Ukraine, except for it tells the Russian people that it is not a war. It is just a military operation. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure that you probably still have friends or even maybe even family back in Russia. And I'm just wondering how, what you say to them or how their feeling about all of this oh yes it's a it's a lot of pain since uh, february 24th uh 
So I, I, I distanced myself from politics before, and this uh, February 24th was like a cold shower to me. Mm, and I, I, was, uh, I had a trip to Ukraine, to Kiev, and to Odessa last year, and I have friends there. And it's amazing. It was amazing trip. It's amazing people. I, I, I even like. I never faced even a single time any attitude. Any. I didn't meet any Nazis. Like, what are they talking about? I just right. like what it's are my about? <laughs> own opinion, own impression, and uh, own experience. And I'm in touch with my friends in Kiev, and she's just uh, she's Russian, but she she's shocked, and you know, and but because. Uh, so this war is just, I, I don't know, it's just very hard to comment because yeah, yeah. a week later uh, after it started, I, I kind of have like nervous breakdown because I not even just had the pain for the Ukrainian people, but I had pain like I kind of losing my own country because I don't want to go there anymore. I don't be in touch with people who support this. Mm-hmm. And, I understand that. And it's just, it's just very bad. And you know, I have a friend here. She's a Ukrainian, and she's my illustrator who illustrates my uh, children's books. And she was into politics all the time. And she first seen this. She protested like uh, years ago, and uh, now she's actively um, crowdfunding money for Ukraine. And she's like, she's an artist. She has this exhibition in San Francisco. Um, now, is this the illustrator who illustrated your book for Curious Thinkers? No, Curious Thinkers, it's another illustrator. He's Russian, but he immigrated to Europe as soon as the war started. He and did? Oh. Yeah, his, his name is Vyacheslav Shilov. He's a very talented uh, cartoonist. And her name is Julia Kasivchuk. She lives here in Castro Valley in Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And I live now in Los Angeles. So. I see. I see. So it must be. If it, I mean, so you have you're a great illustrator who's Ukrainian, and your other illustrator who's Russian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it must be so hard. I mean, how he was very smart to immigrate as soon as this happened. I guess, right? I mean, you know, some people coming. just can't stay in Russia anymore because it's it's uh, you know there is no freedom of speech if people probably everybody knows that already so they made a lot of laws if you just go so there was hilarious uh situation in moscow when just a group of people holding nothing in their hands they pretended they're holding something and they they got arrested they got arrested for just holding invisible uh like uh, papers with uh, anti-government some signs it just was it's just it's just nonsense yes yeah it's been uh, you know and of course you never don't know what to believe anymore you know it's like what it, it feels like the whole world is falling apart but Yes, my heart is with the Ukrainians, and I just hope that the Russian people don't believe what Putin is saying. I mean, talk about he's such an evil person. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. And what he's doing. I think uh, when you have so much power for so many years, it's just not good for mental health. And he wants to yeah. have it more and more. And when mm-hmm. before, when people ask me, like, what I think of Putin when they found out I'm from Russia, I just answered like like a joke. I don't think of him. And <laughs> I, I would better answer about Zelensky because I, I've been following his career in comedy for like more than 20 years. He's a 
talented and I admire his personality. And when I found out he became a president of Ukraine as one as in one of his movies, it's just like he, he played he, the president, right? He was like a school teacher or something. Yeah, he was a school teacher. Yeah, and it came true. And at least, you know, uh, they have choice. They have at least they have different presidents for those years. Yes. And, yes. and Russian people sometimes I don't think it's just a choice of people. Do you think that most of the Russian people agree with Putin, or do you think they're just trying to live their lives and not get arrested? Oh, so it's, that everybody it's just different. Keeps quiet? Uh, I don't think the statistics, like they say, like 70, 80% of people support. I, it's just, you know, I live. I listen to my heart all the time. I mm -hmm. don't think it's true because I I know from many of my friends they don't support it. But some people they just don't have any resources of news. They just watching right. TV all the time and they just they just And that's all they have is propaganda. Yeah, right? they don't think, you know. I, I right. have we have a loss in my family like recently where uh, my grandmother passed away. She was 104. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry she passed away, but 104, that's amazing. I always say I want to live to 108. I mean, my gosh, 104. Wow. 104 in almost three months when she passed away. And, you know, she got a stroke and she she promised us to make it up to 105. But I think she, she was had she had, was having this television on all the time. Uh -huh. And, it's you know, she depressing. was. Yeah, and she was participating in the Second World War, and she remembers Stalin's time. And uh -huh. when I was trying to talk to her when war started, she just kept silence. And I made the conclusion she is keeping silence on purpose because, you know, she remembers Stalin's yeah, so times. And now it's kind time. of... Yeah, some very similar things happening in Russia, and it's very sad, very sad. Yeah, well, thank you for your perspective on that. It's always good to have someone, you know, who, who is from the country speaking on what your real what your feelings are. But I want to get to your books. First of all, I want to get to Born Against All Odds, which won um, a, a several awards, right? And it won the uh, best book of the year in Germany uh, when it was first came out and in uh, an international award. So I loved the premise of it. I just loved it because I have totally my entire life believed that we choose our families. And I love the way that you had these little souls and the angels. So tell me about your journey to deciding how to write this. I mean, have, is that how you feel, too, that we choose our parents? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I, I believe in this. And I heard a lot of stories, uh, not a lot, but <laughs> some stories from kids, uh, like they're saying something they're not supposed to know. It's like they they were there before they were even conceived. And it was also a way to tell uh, some stories I wanted to tell, but I wanted to tell them not in just like an ordinary way. And in my dream, uh, like it was in 2010, maybe like it, it was back in Russia. And uh, I just came up, came up with this um, interesting angle, interesting way to tell these stories. And when I was writing this novel, I was there. I just... I lived in some different on some different level of reality. I just did have a feeling I'm here on on the earth. Yeah. Did, did, are amazing. the characters based on any friends or anything? Because um, you know they're they're full bodied characters. I mean, you have really developed them each well, and. And and then the theme, of course, of the angels and like the different hierarchies. So mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about that part, because 
I, I believe we're all surrounded by angels. I talk to my angels all the time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a main character is like an angel, one angel. But <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't want to spoil this. Like No, no, spoiler. I won't. That's why I don't want to uh, say too much. It's hard so, when you're yeah. talking about a novel because I don't want to give away anything. Right. There are three stories. And yes, it's true. Like it's it's partly based on some real stories, like uh, some of my friends' stories, some partly on my personal story, but of course not 100%. Yeah, but any author uses his or her own experience to write the books. Yes, we do. <laughs> and, you know, and as an author, you learn pretty early that you, when you start using people's real names, they don't like it. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> so we yeah. have to be, we have to be so, so careful. Um, you were a journalist before you became a fiction writer. So how how did that work for you? And I mean, do you want to do go back to journalism or are you doing anything like that oh, now? No, no, no. I could go back to journalism as soon as I arrived to America and I could go to Russian newspaper. No, I, I was done with journalism uh, in Russia because I, I worked in the news department, but I preferred to write about social problems. But In one moment, I realized just it's too much for me to write about something I don't want to write about. <laughs> right, right. Well, what made you, you know, speaking, what made you come to the U.S. then? I mean, had you lived in the USSR when it was USSR? Were you young then? Or? Yeah, yeah. When Gorbachev started being a president, I was about 10 years old. So mm -hmm. I was born in 1977. Mm -hmm. uh, I just applied for the green card lottery and like life was waiting for me to bring me here and I, I applied and I won it the first time. Oh my goodness. So you did, you had angels on your side. You had that little, yeah. you know, right. Something was, yeah. so, uh, so you wanted you from the time you were young, you wanted to move to the, well, to get out of Russia. Cause you were in Czechoslovakia. Is it Czechoslovakia? Yeah. First? My novel was written Czech in, in, in Czech Republic in Karlovar because my first choice was Europe, but it wasn't meant to be. So we, uh, they didn't approve long-term visa for us. But you know, one door uh, is uh, closed, another one is opens. It opens, and so as soon as we left uh, Czech Republic, I found out I won the green card lottery. So just like, like make amazing. a choice, makes choices for me sometimes. <laughs> that really is amazing. Well, tell me about writing the story about you know the soul because um you, you know it's interesting i mean i it was well i remember when i was pregnant both with my son and with my daughter mm -hmm. um and i didn't know what i was having but i felt from the very beginning with my i felt it was a boy and when i had my i felt it was a girl and but and you know i didn't have anybody tell me that because In those days, you had to have amniocentesis, and that was too dangerous because I was too young. So um, tell me about your journey with the souls. Actually, you know, interesting thing. I have this ability to make a very, like, correct guess who's the woman's going to have a baby, and I can make a guess like it's almost always correct. <laughs> like, really? Okay, I, so are you having a girl? She's like, yes. <laughs> How do I know that? I don't know. <laughs> is it so you don't really know is it just like a gut feeling it's just a gut feeling and you know the, this book sometimes it's just kind of like funny fact uh it has a special side effect some women got pregnant during the reading i i know some of them in person <laughs> it's, just, it's just funny thing That's just uh, funny. well you know another thing that i saw and it's and i don't know if this is a cultural thing 
But it seemed like, um, from what you were writing about in the book, Born Against All Odds, and the author is Hope Silver, and this is the English translation right now. I, I imagine you can probably get it in Russian too, right? I mean, if you wanted to read it in Russian. Yeah, it's on my own website. I have all the links. and Yes, you can get all of that. Um, so it seemed that, that, how do I want to say it? That couples would get together, but they not didn't necessarily want to be married or want to be long term. I mean, I, I was, you know, it was interesting to me is, oh, well, we'll get married. And if it doesn't work out, we'll get divorced. Is is that kind of a common, you know, idea? I mean, does it seem like it's a simple thing just to break up? Because yeah, nowadays, I think it is. It is. Is it? Is it? So yeah. because I it, to me, that seemed like I mean, I just always thought, oh, if I'm never going to get married, I don't want to get divorced. <laughs> it sort of depends on people. but <laughs> Right. But, but I was just wondering in Russia, is that is it a little bit more casual than what you've experienced here in the United States? Or do you think it's similar? Uh, I think it's similar. Is it similar? Now, yeah. you, okay, and you live in Los Angeles, so you know. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Your website is hopesilver.com, by the way, and that's where you can find all the different books. But let's move over quickly to Curious Thinkers because this was yeah. inspired by your son. Tell us about it. This is like this whole idea of non living things coming to life and having having a life, right? <laughs> having a life. Having Actually, a Today is a big day, Cynthia. I, I just, this book uh, is alive, alive on Kindle, and it's going to be alive on paper soon. So today is the big day of release of this book. Oh, so it's, we have to go and get it now. It's called yeah. Curious Thinkers, Curious Hope Thinkers. Silver. Yeah. It's and a flash fiction. Flash fiction. So it's 61-page uh, stories, very short stories, all of them illustrated, and they all, they, all of them about inanimate objects coming to life. And if you... Let me, uh, I will read the one very short story yes, about please. dreamers because it's like, it's the main idea of the book, like follow your dream. Right. Uh, the dreamers. The sneakers realized their dream was unachievable. That doesn't happen. It's just dumb. The house sleepers chuckled on hearing the sneakers' thoughts. Shoes don't get to observe life from above. Those born to walk aren't meant to fly. They added snidely. The sneakers signed and continued to fantasize. And when they suddenly found themselves hanging by their laces from the telephone line, for a long time they couldn't believe it was for real. But that just doesn't happen, the sleepers repeated sternly when they found out about it from the new sneakers who'd witnessed their owner recklessly toss the old pair into the air. And so the old sneakers swung above the ground, defying all the laws of the footwear, and attracting the amazed gazes of passersby who rarely looked up at the sky. <laughs> so uh, you talked about um, your illustrator who transitioned, you know, from Russia just recently. He immigrated from Russia at the beginning of, Mar of March. Yes. So he was a he's a really famous uh, cartoonist or caricaturist. He and he draws political caricatures as well. And so he couldn't stay in Russia because Putin, he was probably on Putin's bad list, right? Mm, he wasn't yet, but he, he could he was going be there be. Yeah, if he didn't go. like Really? So, mm. Yeah. 
he's so he's i don't know if it's not a secret if <laughs> i hope so it's in montenegro these days but maybe he will come to america who knows but he's very very talented in sometimes he writes very you know brave nowadays caricatures about putin also yeah we yeah. should you know we should be able to write all these things and be able to laugh about them right i mean that's yeah. what comedians and things do um uh, that's Zelensky was doing those things and now he's president. <laughs> so yeah. um, just tell me quickly about how your kids inspire you, because I know it's your children are very important to you. Yeah, my son, he's uh, they turning 19 and 17 and uh, like very soon, like in two, three weeks. Wow. And so uh, they were uh, about eight, 10, 10 when like even younger when I started writing fiction. And my son actually was an inspiration. Uh, um for this sole character in my uh, novel. And she was huh? the one who uh, just, she said some unusual verb using this verb about the things. And that's why I got the idea to write a uh, short story collection. So it just was like a conversation and just like gave uh, gave me the idea to write about something unusual, uh, like a things coming to life. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, it's, I, I think uh, kids just, they have such imaginations and it just gives us, it gives us hope too, right? right. <laughs> well, well, I want to give out your website. It's hopesilver.com. And the uh, sec it's the second edition, I think, of Curious Thinkers, right? That is out today on mm -hmm. Amazon. Yes, um, Curious and Thinkers. And it's orange book with a lot of funny pictures. <laughs> yeah, so, and, these are, and these are by the famous... Uh, Caricaturist. Vyacheslav Shilov, his name is Slavoshilov. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the name on his website is on the back of the book cover. No, but yeah. the book cover is in, inside of the book. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so again, um, hopesilver.com, Born Against All Odds, is a really lovely read. I really enjoyed um, just reading the people, the relationships, uh, just you know the, the, about the souls and and the angels that are above us all i mean it's it's a really a fun romp so hope i'm so glad that you were able to come on star style be the star you are i hope that your friends in ukraine stay safe and healthy and um uh, we just have to we have to hope right we have to hope yes. for that silver lining that's what we're, we we're looking hope. for yeah so again, hopesilver.com. Thank you so much, Hope, and best of luck with Curious Thinkers and a good luck on all your future novels. I know that you've got more coming. Yeah, thank you very much, Cynthia. Yeah. You're so welcome. Well, you've been listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We'll be back in a bit, so don't go away. Be the star you are. Change your world, change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. We often judge the wealth of others by what we see. Is someone driving a $100,000 vehicle or a mini car? Are they living in a mansion or are they living in a tent? This is the information we have in front of us as we can't see their bank accounts or their brokerage statements. Outward appearances is all we have to gauge their financial success. But the truth is, wealth is probably what you don't see. Wealth is the fancy cars that were not purchased 
the diamond rings that were not bought, the Rolexes that are not worn, and the designer clothes that are not in a closet. In reality, wealth is the financial assets that have not yet been converted into any stuff. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. Well, we're back, and I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to talk to Hope Silver and that she pronounced her name for us because that was a a hard one. Again, her book, Born Against All Odds, and The Curious Thinkers just dropped today. Well, you know, um, Carl Sandburg said, time is the coin of your life. Only you can determine how it will be spent. So be careful lest you let other people spend it for you. And that just brings me to my final topic of today of how to fill your life with experiences that you will savor because there are some things that money just can't buy. You know, faith, resiliency, inner peace, quality time with loved ones, contentment, all of that. I mean, we can go out and buy something, but it gives us joy for a nanosecond. But things we can't live without, Friends, family, rest, peace, health, joy, these are essential to a life well lived. And of course, they can be enhanced by material wealth. And the last couple of years likely have reinforced the outsized value of um, the currency that is your family and friends and your home. And even when we are fortunate enough to afford finer things in life, we quickly learn that there might be other measures of true prosperity as we go along. And while money can't buy happiness, it does allow us to have some experiences that could lead to greater contentment. Now, you might have heard about this Gallup study that was found, that was done, and I found it so fascinating. Most Americans believe that making between 150000 to 300000 would make them rich enough to cover most of their wants and needs. And then research from Purdue University and the University of of Virginia, they uh, did theirs on a global Gallup world poll. 
It shows that money can help support emotional well-being, a happiness of sorts, but only up to a certain point. What the researchers concluded was that happiness eventually plateaus despite your rising income. And that suggests that higher incomes also come with higher demands on time, heavier workloads, greater responsibilities, and all of that contributes to a sense of dissatisfaction. So your family's particular threshold will probably differ, but the point is, bastante, what is enough? Having enough, basta, basta. Whatever that amount is to you means that you can enjoy life fully, caring for your emotional and physical well-being, as well as those around you that you love. So how do you get to that place? It's really a matter of thoughtful planning because we have to allow our hard-earned wealth to open opportunities for ourselves, our family, and our philanthropic endeavors after all the essentials are taken care of. And in fact, experiences tend to elicit gratitude more than, say, just purchasing you know, that cashmere sweater to keep up with the Joneses experiences foster an appreciation of what you have now and you get to share it with people. So if financial concerns have been alleviated and you have room to make meaningful memories with no lingering regret about the money spent, wouldn't that be what success is? So what is time well spent to you? There's a few questions that you could answer yourself, you know, ask yourself so that you can get to the heart of the matter and really look inward. Um, and you, you, there really isn't a right answer, but just these are things to think about. So if you would imagine that you are financially secure, whatever that means to you, that you have enough money to take care of your needs now and in the future, the question is, how would you live your life? What would you want to do with the money? Would you change anything? And you don't want to hold back. Just describe a life that's completely richly yours. And it's a good idea to write these down because it kind of gives you a blueprint of who you are, where you're going, where you want to be. The second question is to ask yourself, if you went to your doctor and your doctor gave you five to 10 years to live and you weren't going to know the time of your death, you're not going to suffer, but you don't know when you're going to die. What would you do with the time you have left? Would you change your life? And if you would, how? Um, because doing fun things and good things should not be re you know, reserved for later. We should be living our lives as if this is the last moment of our life. But the third question is more poignant. This time you go to your doctor and your doctor really shocks you with the news that you have less than 24 hours to live. So what feelings arise up? Uh, what dreams are you leaving unfulfilled? What do you wish you had done? What did you miss out on? So write these things down. What activities would have you liked to have done? What do you want to say to anybody? Well, you know, what kind of legacy do you want to live, uh, to leave? This, these are the challenges um, that you're going to have to overcome. So what you could do for your life, if you could wave a magic wand and master one skill, what would that one skill be? You know, remember that as we age, our bodies are going to age. So making those bucket lists of 
You know, I want to bungee jump and I, I want to dive to the bottom of the ocean or whatever it is. Uh, you, you better do these things now while you're healthy because you're going to change. And careful plans kind of go awry and moods change. So the point of this exercise is to give you a sense of adventure every single day. You want to just, you know, suck that marrow right from your life at every moment. I think it was Irma Bombeck who said that, uh, you know, I want to be completely worn out when I die. And I think that's the, what's, that's a really great way to live is to really feel that you have wrung every piece of juice out of it. Now, if you're not sure of what you want to focus on, then you could just try an exercise called living your legacy. And why don't you write down your greatest hits? What are some of the things that you have done in your life? Because when you do this mindful exercise, you are going to find that you are grateful for having lived the life you live. And in the end, it's not the years in your life that count. It's the life in your years. So thank you so much for being great listeners and allowing me into your life every week. Make sure you're tuned to uh, Voice America and Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, and to our Express Yourself Teen Radio on Sundays at 3 p.m. right here on Voice America Empowerment. For more information about Star Style Productions or uh, myself, visit CynthiaBryan.com. You can also find all of my books there. Sold a lot of books today. People really love the garden books. I'm excited about that because I love my garden books too. And if you'd like to make a donation uh, to Be The Star You Are nonprofit, which is emp empowering families and women and youth through literacy and positive media, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. See beyond your physical being. Know you are ready to star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And pick up a copy of Hope Silver's Born Against All Odds or the one that's out today, Curious Thinkers on Kindle. Until we get together again next Wednesday, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic, wonderful self and have a beautiful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference. And we'll be together to celebrate once again next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. on the Voice America Network Empowerment Channel. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. 
For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.